Hey, everybody. This is Mandy. And it usually takes me about two months to finish a bottle of wine. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Ollie. And I don't understand why people brush their teeth and then eat afterwards. Huh. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away, left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. Same ones you Mandy, you can't see it, but I'm doing the Harlem Shake. Hey, I was doing the Bankhead Boss earlier. <laughs> okay, okay. How are you doing on this fine day, Mandy? I am doing. Mm, words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine. Fine is a good way to describe how I'm doing. Okay. How That's are you good. doing? Good. I'm a bit stressed and overwhelmed, but I'm just like ignoring it right now. So I'm just postponing my breakdown at this point. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the happy point. So I'm just going to revel in the happy for a little bit. Um, yeah, I feel like we can get into that a little bit more later. But um, first, you got any goal updates? Yes, actually. (laughs) So as you all may know, if you listened to the last episode, I had a goal which involved someone else. And the update is that this person is not getting on board so that we can (laughs) (laughs) knock this goal out. And so it's kind of like a, double-edged sword is like a or catch-22 I like that phrase because it's like I really want to help this person this person wants to be helped but they're not making the time to be helped and if you don't make the time to be helped I can't help you it's also like I can't force you to do something for the betterment of yourself so it kind of sucks and even though this was recently added to my goals because that would make it 50 percent um, more likely to, you know, be implemented. This is something that I've been trying to do for like the last year and a half. So I'm just mm. trying to stay hopeful that um, this person will eventually get on board and I can provide them the help that I would like to. That's my update. <laughs> okay. What about uh, you? I'll give like an update on my working out because even though I've been doing fairly well with that uh the other stuff on my list i haven't really done including the baking a layer cake i still don't know at what point i'm gonna be able to do that but um i hope so. i've been sounds delicious <laughs> i mean like i said i need a reason to bake it because i don't eat cake so i'm not just gonna bake it and i'm gonna be stuck with a three-tier cake um well it's not gonna be tiered layered Tears are a whole nother beast that I'm not ready for. But I've been working out fairly consistently. I only skipped, like, one day out of seven. So I'm like, that's usually how regular people do it, right? Like, (laughs) that's not too bad. And then also, one of the workouts that I did was play tennis. And for the audience that doesn't know, Ollie and I were on the tennis team in high school. Yeah, we were double teammates in high school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, speaking for myself, I was never that good. <laughs> like, I was on the tennis team for a really long time to not ever be that good, but um, I'm very <laughs> surprised at, like, my skills coming back since it's been years since I played last. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing that bad. I got tired very quickly, but I was 
<laughs> doing pretty well with with hitting the ball back and forth across the net and really running. And that was uh, even more of a big improvement that I took pride in because even though I was more agile and athletic and physically fit in high school, I detest running. So I would rarely run for the ball, even if I could have, <laughs> which probably added to the reason I wasn't that good. And it used to annoy our coach to no end. It's like, run, run. And I'm just like, mm, good on that. So <laughs> this time I was actually running for the ball. And I was like, look at me making strides. So were you just that extra felt, competitive or were you excited about it? Is that why? Uh, I wouldn't say it was out of competitiveness because, like I said, I was getting very tired pretty fast. And the other person I was playing with, our, our mutual friend, she wasn't getting tired at all. So it was more <laughs> so to just really push myself, like, in competition with myself, if anything. And I was also wearing, like, a little sweatband, waist trainer type thing. So that was definitely getting, helping to make me sweat and get me tired. But, yeah, I think it was just, like, focusing on the goal of really being active and trying to really sweat and get a good workout in. That sounds fun. It reminds me of something that I did this past weekend, which I haven't done in years, and that's to ride a bike. It was very moment. I went into Walmart to buy, I don't even remember what I went in there to buy, but I came out with a bike, and that was not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't even tell you, but it was something that was supposed to be quick. Oh, I remember because I bought it. I went in there to buy Reese's Cups. I bought a six-pack of Reese's Cups. Yo, that's Somehow. like the complete opposite. <laughs> He was like, I you know what's know. also circular? Or like a uh, bike wheel. <laughs> I should get one of those, too. Just pick it up in the back section. Reese's cup. And mind you, that took a while, too, because I like to price comparison. I like the price match. I like to do all the stuff, make sure I'm getting the bank for my buck. And after a while, like, somehow ended up testing out bikes, looking up bikes. Next thing I know, rolling out with bikes, a helmet, some other gear, and then got in the car like, how? <laughs> Not only that, it's like the same day that I bought it, it was like that was the same day that the ride took place. And it was just, it was a lot. Ended up going to this waterfall, took like gravel, sand, dirt road. It was uh, three miles there and three miles back, so a six-mile ride after not having ridden a bike in like 15 years. It was just kind of craziness. And um, it was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. I did stop quite a bit, but it was a lot of fun. So hopefully this becomes um, hopefully like a twice-a-week type of thing, just get out the house and ride. That's really good. That's crazily enough. Riding a bike is one of the things that is on my goals list that I haven't done, partly because I don't own my own bicycle and I don't mm-hmm. tend to accidentally pick one up at Walmart like you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I never learned how to ride a bike as a kid. So even though I learned in my adulthood, I'm not confident enough. And and when I say learned, I mean it was multiple separate tr- tries of mm-hmm. being like, let me try and learn how to ride a bike. So first I learned how to balance going down a hill, then like, Years later, I rode on level ground, 
and that was uh, like actually pedaling because the first time that balancing thing was just literally going down the hill and then not falling over and letting the hill do the work and then mm-hmm. stopping at the bottom with my feet. Then um, I <laughs> wait with your feet, was, not your brakes. Yeah, no, because my feet were never on the pedals because the gravity was doing all the work. <laughs> um, then I learned to ride on level ground, but that was a little twisted because I was kind of drinking at the time riding oh one of my goodness. friend's bikes, so I, was, I didn't feel confident that I could, you know, in a sober, complete mind, just get up and start riding the bike. And then years after that, I really learned to ride with my feet on the pedals and go uphills and downhills and use the brakes to stop and all that good stuff. And that's been a, it's been a few years since I did that. So <laughs> it's been a very separate transitional process of learning to ride a bike. And now I'm like, okay, I want to try again. I want to make that part of my workout and just like a goal for me to really actively do it again. But like I said, I don't own a bike and I'm not particularly interested in, I guess, being consistent in bike riding yet because I don't mm-hmm. feel confident in it. So I'm supposed to borrow my friend and her husband's bikes. And she said her husband got to do something to the bikes. And I was just like, okay. So I haven't made it a priority to check in and be like, can we go back riding today? Can we go back riding tomorrow? Can we go back riding next week? <laughs> So, yeah, maybe I don't know if you're giving eventually. yourself enough credit, though, because I remember you taught someone else how to ride a bike. That I do remember. I don't think um, I ever did that. It was a young fella, remember? Um, I, I just, taught someone how to float in a pool. No, I thought it was, okay, you can bleep this out if you need to, but I thought it was like the movie guy. Um, he taught guy. me to ride the bike. <laughs> oh, crap. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> He would ride his bike to work. So I was like, hey, you ride a bike every day. Can you, can you teach me how to ride a bike? I thought it was the other way around. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely a workout. Like, I feel like even if you're, like, a seasoned rider, like, it's definitely a workout. I need to buy a seat cushion because you would think with all this natural cushion I have, uh, being a young woman from the South who I was has say, a how would they know about diet. your natural cushion? <laughs> I was going to explain. As a very natural diet and whose, you know, family is shaped like Mae West, as they like to put it. Um, I have cushion, but apparently that wasn't enough because I ended up with bruises on my behind. So, yeah, mm. that's the not fun yes. part. But, like, getting to see the waterfalls, just getting out there, and honestly, like, pushing myself, because there were a lot of times where I wanted to stop even more, and I was like, just stand up, just pedal, just keep going, just keep going. And then there were a couple of times, like, on the trail, I got the head nod from these, like, pro bikers. I was like, okay, okay, I'm in this thing, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm planning on sticking with it, even if I have to start, like, with once a week and then work my way up to twice a week and then more, I'm definitely going to try to stick with it. Add it to my yeah, like, list. That's what I need to do. Yeah. Part of the reason why I learned in college is because I had friends that would ride their bikes to the bar. That was how they got it. So while the rest of us were walking <laughs> or taking trains to go to wherever it was we were trying to go, they would ride their bikes. And I was just like, let me get on. 
you know, one time coming out of a bar. And I was like, if y'all can do it, I can do it, which only comes with having a couple of drinks. (laughs) That type of confidence of someone who does not know how to ride a bike only comes with having a couple of drinks. Besides, like, bikers and, you know, gang bikers, I've never seen anybody bike to a bar. So that would have been interesting to see. So how do you want to start this off? With this is a safe space, of course. Of course, of course, Pinky, of course. (laughs) You want to go first? (laughs) Still trying Um, to make me Pinky. (laughs) But that's fine. So my this is a safe space is more of a suggestion, I suppose. I just want to put it out there, and sometimes I need to hear this too, that nobody owes you anything. And you have to really, not you have to, but I would implore you all to just be mindful of where you're placing your loyalties and your expectations for people, no matter how long you've known them, no matter your status, your situation, your relation to them. I just think it's really important that people rely on themselves and don't, um, I guess, use the word loyalty and concern and care too lightly. Um, I just want to encourage you all. I've been dealing with some customers. This is what I'll say. I've been dealing with some customers, and they just feel <laughs> very, very, very entitled as well. And it just it reminds me of some, like, friendships or some past incidents, and I'm just like, why do they feel entitled? Why do they feel like this is the right thing to do? I wouldn't do this to that person. And then I just have to kind of remind myself, like, well, one, not everybody is me. Two, they say not to take things personally in business, but it can get personal because you're affecting my livelihood and you're wasting my time that I can be putting into something else. And just I'm just reflecting and just thinking about, like, how I've handled past situations and how I wish I would have handled them differently, um, not in, like, a non-negative way, but in a more understanding way, or I feel like, like I've said before, like sometimes it just I need to take a beat away from a situation. I just wish a couple of past situations that I would have been able to take a faster beat or have gotten to the point of understanding a little more quickly. So I guess that's my this is a safe space. It's just realizing that not everybody's going to think like you or do what you would do, so you have to kind of exhibit patience in every situation you're in. Okay. I feel like... You went in a couple of different places. Yep. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of, I guess, questions for follow-up and as, rather than follow-up questions because I'm like, I need you to elaborate a little bit more in some areas. So when you're saying loyalty, what mm-hmm. is the expectation of loyalty coming from your customers? And then what is the expectation of loyalty coming from people that you're closer with, like family or friends? Like what has been the issue that you've seen with them wanting or expecting loyalty? So 
<laughs> so I guess if you look at it as in repeat customers, like, oh, I've come to you before, so can you give this to me for 50% off or 75% off? Or, you know, I told other people mm. about your shop. That was free promotion. Don't you think you can hook me up? And it's like um, my supplier didn't hook me up. My distributor didn't hook me up. My wholesale yeah. connect didn't hook me up. So, no, that's not necessarily how it works. And, yeah, I know I was all over the place. And But I thought about loyalty and just how it's different in other situations. And then when I think about friendships and sometimes even um, familial relationships, I feel like I personally have put too much stock in the word loyalty with other people. And so I've just kind of had to take a step back and honestly stop using that term or stop attributing that to some people and just um, take people for their actions and how they behave just as they are. Yeah. Okay, that definitely makes more sense to me now. And then I just like, I, I guess I can also have a dislike for the word loyalty because a lot of times what people mean when they say that is you're going to do what I want. Like I'm never going to have to worry about you going against not just me, but my desires and expectations. So it's one of those things where if you disagree with someone or if you don't give them what they want, then they're like, well, you're being disloyal. And it's like, that's not what that should mean, especially if you do have a closer relationship or even in the case of like business, if I'm consistently providing a good product, that is the only thing that you should expect from me. It's that I'm going to do what it is that I'm supposed to do in terms of our transactional relationship. And for you to expect me to do something more, and then if I don't, you say that I'm not loyal or I was loyal to you and now you're not reciprocating that feeling. It's like the only thing I expect for you to do is to pay for the services that I am rendering. (laughs) That's the only thing I expect for you to do. So... And you should expect that when you pay me, you're going to get the services rendered that you asked for. And that's the only thing that you should expect from me. Um, In the case of family and friends, of course, it's always more complicated. Mm -hmm. And it is hard sometimes. Like you do have those people that do not want to hear no, like in any capacity, that don't want to feel like what they want isn't, something they can get from me. And I've had that problem a lot with friends. I've had relationships with people that are now strained or non-existent, which is very unfortunate. But to me, it's necessary because once I started creating certain boundaries of saying no and not giving them what they wanted, then we had that disconnect and it seems like they no longer want to be around me or no longer want to be as close. And that's really unfortunate because I would hope that our relationship is built off of more than being yes men and no men or yes women and no men. I mean, yes yes, uh, yes people and no people. (laughs) I... Agree with you that you have you being the general you, not just you, that everyone has the right to 
say no and exercise the word no. And I think you should practice using no even when you don't want to. Hey, do you like ice cream? No. I mean, yes. So I think you should just practice saying it. You should practice, like, getting used to using it so that you're not scared to use it. I do wonder... I guess what you would see the difference is between, or if you see the difference between, like, you know, using the word no and flat out saying no and just how people can perceive that, not necessarily as, okay, let me reel it in a little bit. So if you and I had a situation or I have had a situation and I'm expecting something of you because of our experiences, our friendship, our commitment, or whatever it is, and you say no, it's I might be upset, but it might not be because you're telling me no. It might be because I expect it more because of our past or our experiences or our relationship and whatnot. So not necessarily a bratty like, what? She told me no. What? She's not going to do what I want her to do. It might have been more so like a, wow, I didn't expect that to happen because <laughs> in the other, if it was the other way around, I would do it for her or also like, this thing is hurting me, and she can see it's hurting me, but she's choosing to do what she wants to do. So I would say that there's, like, a difference or maybe there's a gray area in there. It's not just always like a yeah. – at least I don't think, you know, people are always like, oh, she told me no, all right, bye. Oh, he told me no, all right, bye. There are some people that are that way, but I think that sometimes it can be a little bit more than that. Right. And I definitely agree with that. I think the circumstances that I've had with saying no is, again, like me trying to create a boundary. So it's not just Mm -hmm. someone was like, hey, can I have some of your snacks? And I was like, no. It was I set a precedent, and I'll continue with, like, the snack analogy of every time someone comes to my house, Mm I have snacks waiting for them, and they eat the snacks all they want every single time. And then this time they come over, and I'm very limited on food, and they're like, can I have some snacks? And I'm like, no, because I can't necessarily be in the position to provide you with snacks every single time you come over anymore. And now they're like, it changed, like I'm not saying it's always on them, because part of it is, I've set that precedent and I'm changing the dynamic of our relationship because I'm putting up this this border or this boundary. boundary. So I understand how it can be frustrating for the other person, but for me it's also just like I have to put that boundary up and I the same way that you or the other person would want me to understand why it would hurt them. For me to to say no, I would want for them to understand why I had to set that boundary. Right. Do you find yourself in the position where people are like, well, why are you saying no? Or can you explain to me what's going on? Or do you find yourself people say, do you find yourself saying no? And people are just like, okay, bye. And just never return. It's a bit of both. Like in, Mm -hmm. in one circumstance, people just completely went ghost, like, there was no conversation about it. So I'm just like, it's even, it's like I have to kind of assume this is the reason why, because I, I can't even say for sure because we didn't have a conversation about it. And then I had a circumstance where I the person went ghost for a small period of time and then they came back and they weren't going to talk about it. And I was like, no, we should talk about it. And then they were like, this is what hurt me and upset me. And I was like, okay, but this is why I had to do it. And 
I asked, like, when I was doing it, I was trying to have a conversation with you about it, and you didn't want to, and I completely understand that, but I just feel like there doesn't have to be a bad guy every single time, because I wasn't trying to make you the bad guy, but you're trying to make me the bad guy, and without having that communication, I can continue to be the bad guy in your eyes mm. because you felt like I wasn't being loyal or I wasn't doing what you expected me to do. And I'm like, I, I had to change that dynamic. So a good example for that in a business sense, <laughs> to bring it back to a variety of things, is if there used to be a on Wednesdays special or on Wednesdays coupon, you get one item for free. And Where? because of whatever oh, you mean at a in a general business, just yeah, in a general business. Okay. So people would come in and shop on Wednesdays because they knew they was gonna get an item free. And then the business had to change their model, maybe because they were losing profits or whatever the case may be. And now people are like, "Well, you don't offer this thing on Wednesdays anymore." And I'm like, "Well, besides that, is everything else satisfactory? Up like, I understand right. you can be upset about." free Wednesdays being gone, but I can't do free Wednesdays anymore. And I'm hoping that I'll continue to be able to have your business despite the fact that free Wednesdays are gone. Right. Well, there's an expectation again from customers who expect you to do something <laughs> or expect you to bend to their every need and whim. And again, friendship-wise and familial-wise, I've been that person where I'm like, well, I don't understand why this isn't happening. But I feel like I've grown out of that or I'm growing out of that for the most part. But business-wise, I'm just like, no, it's not happening. And I don't have to tell you why it's not happening. <laughs> if you're yeah, going to be like, nasty about it. If you're going to be nasty Real about it. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, realistically, you're more likely to have a conversation with it about it with people that you're close to. But, yeah, in business, right. it's just like, all right, and then they like, can I talk to a manager? And you're like, I am the manager, and then they have a puff, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these customers lately that I've had have been wilding, like wilding. And I'm just like, no one is forcing you to come into my life and buy anything <laughs> from me. You are seeking a good and or a service from me. I have something that you want, that you need. So why are you being nasty about it? And now I'm going to block you because I don't want you as my kind of customer because you're the kind of customer that I feel like might leave a bad review and mess up my streak. So no. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you? Do you have anything else to add? On your topic, or do I? Or you mean for this is a safe space? For this is a safe space, I mean. Yes, I do have something for this is a safe space. Okay. So, this past weekend, I fell into a very emotional and dark place. I can't really explain how it happened because it wasn't as if something happened to me directly and then I was like, oh, I'm sad about this thing. It's just I was reading something that reminded me of something. It, I was reading something and it hit me in the feels, I guess is the best way to describe it. Like it brought me back to a memory where I did feel that way. And it was almost like once I was in 
that space, I could not get out of it. And I felt like I had to wallow and cry and feel all the sad feelings I was feeling because for some reason, like, this thing affected me so much and tears were falling down my eyes and it wouldn't stop. So I was just like, well, I guess I need to really get these tears out. I don't know why they came in the first place, but I have to acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because it felt like it didn't just happen for one day, like it happened for a couple of days, but it started over the weekend. And things that were happening before that and things that I found out later afterwards, I was finally able to process the sadness for it. So it was a small thing that made me originally emotional and sad. And then I was able to acknowledge like certain people around me who I knew but wasn't very close to had passed away. Mm-hmm. And because I was already in an emotional state, then I just felt more emotional thinking about it. And just, you know, it's hard the, to think about people losing their lives, especially in a, a random and sporadic way. Like both yeah. of these people that had passed away, they weren't sick beforehand or not knowingly sick. They weren't slowly deteriorating. Like it was both just completely random. Um. I continued to read the book that was making me sad, and it pretty much made me sad <laughs> until I finished it. I watched the first three parts of When They See Us because I was us. like, I'm, I'm already yep. crying, so I might as well just keep watching yeah. it and crying. And it was just a really – I didn't even finish it, though, because I was starting to kind of feel a little bit better, and I was just like, well – I've been told that this last part is the saddest part, so I can't watch this unless I get sad again. And you know, I'm a, a, the, the the first three parts are are emotional by themselves, so it's it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I just was thinking about about being in those those dark places and acknowledging when you feel pain or when you feel hurt like really acknowledging it, really exploring it. Mm-hmm. Cause, and I think it helped that I was alone because I usually don't like to see, to have people see me cry. Right. She really doesn't, y'all. Like all the years, I've, I can probably count on one hand all the times I've seen her cry and I've known her for over a decade. <laughs> Whereas I'm sure she can count on like 10 sets of hands all the times. I'm like, ah, Mandy. <laughs> But I agree with Mandy and that I'm a supporter of revel in it, like wallow in your wallowing if you need to. Don't feel like, okay, let me go to the mirror real quick, watch myself ugly cry, brush it off and keep moving. If you want to feel sadness or if sadness is like creeping up on you, then just kind of let it take over and ride it out. Let it take over and ride it out because if you keep pushing it away, there's like this buildup that you might not even notice happening and then you don't want it to like reveal itself in a more dramatic way when you can let it just do what it needs to do. Like it's okay to feel. We've talked about this. It's okay to feel, you guys. It's okay to let it out. It's okay to scream. It's okay to do all these things. So don't let them tell you that it's not okay. Yeah, and I think the thing that was, really interesting, like I said, for me in this was that I was 
my the pain and the crying that I had was basically all empathetic mm-hmm. because, like I said, nothing happened to me mm-hmm. <laughs> this weekend. I was perfectly fine, but I was feeling the emotion so strongly for other people and other people's circumstances and thinking about folks who have been through that kind of trauma, folks, the people who I knew passed away, like their family and their friends. Um, I was doing like a lot of praying and and thinking about it and kind of sending good energy their way almost. Like it, like me crying more was somehow taking away their tears. It was weird. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's something... I know I've done it before, but I think even when I've done it before, when I'm, like, sad about a circumstance that happened to someone else, I think I'm still feeling it, like, in a woe is me kind of way. Mm-hmm. But this time it wasn't woe is me. It's just, like, I'm very emotional about it, but I'm still thinking about the other people in this situation. But because it's me crying, of course, it still is very heavy. Mm-hmm. for me to feel it. I think that's nice that you can channel that empathy for other people. And you literally just had a light bulb kind of go off in my head. Um, so the high school that we went to, for the listeners, a lot of people say that it's quote-unquote cursed because it seems like every year someone from one of the classes passes away. And I remember we were in maybe 10th grade, ninth grade, 11th grade. I want to say 10th or 9th grade. And someone in one of the sports teams passed away. And so we all went to the funeral. It was at this big church. And my mom, at the time, she was like, like, I was getting dressed, and but now I thought she was going to drop me off. And I noticed she was getting dressed, too. I was like, why are you getting dressed? And she was like, to go to the funeral. And in just my young, immature mind, I was just, like, heated. I was upset. I was like, do you really think I'm about to, like, go sneak off and do something, like, at a funeral? Like, it was just, it was crazy. I was, like, I was upset. I was mad and everything like that. On the way there, I was upset. I'm like, you don't even know this person. Like, I don't understand why you're coming here, yada, yada, yada. I wasn't mouthing off crazy or anything, but I was just like, I don't understand why. (laughs) Because I would never mouth off and get smacked. I was like, I just don't understand. And so then eventually she was just like, well, I'm going because, I'm a mother, and another mother just lost her son, and I feel for her. And I was just like, even then when she said it, I was like, okay, that sounds nice. But now that you just said what you said about feeling empathetic for other people or being able to feel for other people, it kind of just kind of like connected something in my head where I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with her like spying on me. This has something to do with her being a mother and feeling for this other mother who just lost her son. Yeah. It makes me think about those older women that they always talk about that just go to funerals. Yeah. Like they go to, they just, they scour the obituaries or something and they go and when you hear it, you're just like, that sounds really weird and creepy. creepy." Like, like, why are you stalking death? But I do believe like they feel that that is helpful to share and in the grief and empathize for the people who have lost their loved ones. And especially probably when they're older, like you've lost a lot of people in your life. So you know how painful that is for the people who, who are losing folks. So, I mean, I don't plan to make it 
a professional career. I don't want to be one of those old ladies going to random people's funerals or wakes yep. and stuff. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I, I did feel like in those couple of days I had to really acknowledge I'm sad. I'm sad because of this thing happening and that thing happening and the story that I was reading, it makes me sad that these things happen to people and I just was thinking about all those people who go through all these different things and and how they probably need good vibes, even if they don't know where it's coming from. <sighs> even if they don't know. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. I mean, I don't know how I would take it if, like, I was in a situation like that, but I can see how it could be helpful to maybe see an unfamiliar face who's just there to support. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've tried to do that um, with family. I mean, not family, with friends, including you. Like, when my friends have lost somebody, even if I've never met that person, or especially if I have met that person in their lives, like, I'll go to the service. Um, One of our friends lost their grandparent and I was still away at school and I told my mom and my mom went to the service. So I I guess I kind of get it from her too. That's probably who I get it from. Although she is definitely not in the crier. She definitely does (laughs) does, does not do the emotional burden thing, but I think she likes to support. She's, She's probably more sympathetic than empathetic. But, um, yeah. One out of two ain't bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's Do my This is a Safe Space. Nice. So, <laughs> what's on your docket today for our main topic, our meat and potatoes? <laughs> I don't have a full-on main topic, but I want to talk to you and the audience about why you won't go see The Lion King. <laughs> oh, no, she didn't. You <laughs> can't a public blast like that. I know I did it. about not doing this, but I thought it was like an unsaid thing. <laughs> well, we I can't talk about the movie, so I want to talk about why we can't talk about the movie. See, my expectations for loyalty have changed, y'all. Is she the main reason why? <laughs> um, I don't have any desire to see it. Like I said before, when I was talking to Mandy, behind the scenes, half of the people that I trust, well, all of the people that I trust to give good movie reviews or spill the tea, I'm doing air quotes, half of them were like, oh, this movie was great. I started crying five minutes into it, yada, yada, yada. The other half were like, eh. Could have done without it. Beyonce's overpowering in her accent. It's just CGI. They left out some of the funny parts. Timon and Pumbaa, da 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 da. And I was just like, yeah, this isn't jumping out to me like an Aladdin did. Aladdin, I was like, I have to see it. Mulan, when it comes out, I have to see it. When The Little Mermaid comes out, I have to see it. And it could just be that it, maybe it's just because it's animals. Because when it first came 
out. I thought that it would be the actual humans, the homo sapiens, playing the roles. And I was very curious. I was like, well, how is that going to work? Is it going to be like when we saw them on Broadway? Do you remember when we saw The Lion King on Broadway? Yes, I do. I was there. Yeah, yeah I know. That's why. You know what? Anywho, <laughs> she's trying to play funny. Let me tell you guys what happened. We did some volunteer work. It's not like we bought tickets to go see it. That's why I was asking if you remember. And we were really young. So for her to try to play me twice in the same podcast, rude. Anywho, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Keep your apology. <laughs> I just don't have any desire to see it. Again, if they were, like, real people and maybe, like, either in costume. It sounds like you want it to be, like, Cats. Have you seen the, the trailer for Cats? I haven't, but I someone I trust to do reviews, I saw their review of the trailer, but I haven't seen the trailer. <laughs> yeah, the trailer is basically... It looks kind of like a mix between real actors and CGI, probably kind of like what they did for that movie Avatar. We don't you know. About how, oh, hold up, which Avatar? The Blue People Avatar. Okay, yeah, we can <laughs> the talk one about that. Always that, one that. that one. <laughs> okay. Um, where their faces are the people's faces. Um, I don't know what uh, you mean. Jennifer Hudson and Judy Dench and James Corden and I can't remember who else is in it. Idris Elba. When you look at the cat's faces, you're like, oh, that's Idris Elba. That's Jennifer Hudson. And their bodies, I think, are partially it because the main girl who is the actual ballerina is doing the actual ballerina moves. However, you can tell that part of it is CGI because of the animation that's happening in it and the imagery to make them still look caddish. I'm going to have to look it up while you're talking because none of this is like making sense to me. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's something that you would, I feel like have to see. To, oh, to... okay. I see what you're saying now. Okay. I see. Yes. I, I think I did expect something. I mean, a little less cat-ish, of course, it being cats. But <laughs> something like a body and to see, like, like I know that's Beyonce as Nala type of thing. Yeah. I think this is what I was – oh, that's Judy Dench for real. Yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Dame Judy Dench. Can't forget the Dame. Excuse me, Dom, Dom, Dame Judy Dench. This is a little bit uh, too much CGI, if you ask me. But, yes, I would have expected something like this, a little more realistic. Huh. Interesting. Why are are you, like, encouraging people to see The Lion King? Like, how did it go for you? Was it just, like, that great? I just want to like, have a co- more of a conversation about it, but a lot of people haven't seen it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I have had the conversation with a couple of people, but um, a lot of my closer friends haven't seen it yet. So I'm just like, well, I can't talk to you about it. The main thing that I don't like, and this could be a spoiler, so spoiler for The Lion King, but I feel like it's it's on the soundtrack, which is how I heard it first, because I listened to the soundtrack and Beyonce's album, Lion King, The Gift, before I saw the movie. So I knew this to be true, but they completely changed and jacked up Scar's song, which is, um, what's the song called? 
Be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. Yeah. See, that's another knock against it already. So that's the only thing that I would formally be like, oh, no, they didn't. This was bad. Everything else was fine. <laughs> Everything else is fine. I want to interject a little bit. This cat's trailer is still going on. Why does Jennifer Lawrence, not Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Hudson look like a stray in every single scene of this? <laughs> she might be a stray. You see how she's like afraid to interact with any other cat? Yeah. <laughs> she might be a stray. <laughs> She's straight in a house coat, it looked like. It's an outside coat, but it looked like a house coat. Like, you can tell it's for the outside, because it's cold, but she, the way she's wearing it is like she's an old lady that's staying in the house in her house coat. Like, pick a season, Jennifer Hudson. Pick a season. <laughs> um, Maybe I'll watch it. I mean, I've... You talking about cats? Want me to? No, girl, no. I'm talking about Lion King. I'm de- this cat is like that's they're doing a lot right now. I, I, I had to t- I had to close that out. Um, if you want me to watch it so we can talk about it, then I'll watch it. I I won't be happy, but I'll watch it. you don't have to watch it. It's fine. <laughs> but then let's talk about why you do want to see Mulan because Mulan, they've already vocalized, has a lot of differences from the animated series, right. which I'm still fine with. But why are you so excited to see that? Because I know a lot of people are like, it's not my Mulan. And Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being petty. <laughs> people and they're like, GoFundMes to bring back their fictional characters are just crazy. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, so first of all, I'm a huge, like like I said, gaming, comic book, fantasy type of, you could call it nerdy person and whatnot, but also one of my favorite shows, like, ever was Once Upon a Time. So getting to see all those characters come to life and see their backstories mm. and see differences is really, really interesting to me. So I don't necessarily look at these movies as remakes. I look at it as the full version of what I would have seen if Once Upon a Time characters got, like, their movies. So it's just interesting to see how these different characters are portrayed. I figured this one will stick close to the animation. I did hear, like you said, there will be differences. Like they said, there will be – I heard somewhere – no, I read somewhere that there will be less singing, if not any singing at all. And I was like, that can't be right. Like, Yeah, no, there's no singing. What y'all talking about? There's no the, the the Mulan movie isn't going to be like the movie. It's going to be more like the folklore that comes from actual Chinese culture. If that's the case, I and this okay. I don't feel like I should say that. Maybe this will be in this is a safe space next episode. I'll just say it. I feel like the movie doesn't come out till March though, so we. <laughs> It might be a while before we get to put our full feelings on it. I just feel like there are already a lot of movies that explore that part of Chinese history that don't have song and dance and Disney nostalgia. So why would you take out the magic that is Disney that made this a cult favorite? I don't understand. That's like, Can you I imagine think- a, a live-action Pocahontas without music? 
they probably shouldn't do a live action Pocahontas for the same reason. <laughs> yeah, at all. You're right. Which is right. to be dis- <laughs> they they feel like they did this movie and we all loved it, but then the people of the culture were like, Well, this is bad disrespectful. <laughs> So I would advise (laughs) them to not do a live action Pocahontas and and then you don't have to worry about whether they got singing in it or not because we we can look up in history what actually happened with Pocahontas and none of it is fun. That's true. I just feel like if they're on this remake train, then I feel like all the princesses are um, up for grabs, if that's the case. Everybody. I mean, they are not on a new content train. That new content train hasn't pulled out the station yet. It's just a remake train right now. Nobody complained that Maleficent was different and didn't have songs and all of that stuff. They just let Angelina Jolie show up and do what she was doing. I enjoyed Maleficent, though. I enjoyed that whole storyline. So I didn't have. So you could enjoy this. But it wasn't Sleeping Beauty storyline. It was Maleficent. So I wasn't expecting it to be a whole lot of music and song and dance. I was expecting True. it to like have this little dark aura over it. So, yeah. Well, I don't think they could tell the story of the Huns. Like, it still has to be moved. <laughs> they can't be like, well, what were the, what were the Huns' thoughts and opinions on <laughs> trying to take over China or whatever? <laughs> oh, there is China. one of the- one other movie I want to talk about. Did you see that trailer for Door of the Explorer? I told you about it. Oh, okay. You, you, you forgot. <laughs> I got a lot on my mind, okay? I'm just checking. <laughs> Anywho, I saw the trailer, and it looks very funny. Like, it look, that looks like something I'd go to see. So if, like, nothing else was playing and Door was playing, I'd probably go see it. Yeah. I thought you would like it. That's why I said it. <laughs> well, apparently you were right. <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen the trailer, it brings you right back into the, you know, pre-kindergarten or kindergarten stage of what Dora does. But then she's a teenager. Everyone around her are, you know, adults or teenagers. And they're looking at her like, why are you talking like that? Why are you acting like that? And why do you have a knife? <laughs> There's a line. I don't know if it's her uncle or her dad or whomever. I think it's pretty sure it's her dad. It's like Diego's dad. Or her, it's her uncle. And she's like talking to the audience and he's like, she'll grow out of it. <laughs> oh, that's her dad. Her dad says that oh, when it? Diego's like visiting Diego them. Oh, I yeah, thought she no, so- Diego. No, so her parents are the ones that live in the jungle or they're anthropologists or explorers. I don't know. They do something that involves them being in the jungle all the time. And they were essentially like, well, we're about to go on this next trip, but we don't think you should go with us. You should go live with your cousin Diego and that family and go to school and be a regular kid. (laughs) And so that's how she ends up right, going back to America and trying to go to school, but her parents have essentially let her live in the jungle with a blue monkey named Boots and do a lot of reckless stuff for a really long time and talk to herself for years. So she doesn't know how to do anything differently. (laughs) And she takes that with her to public school, and all the kids are looking at her like, what are you doing? (laughs) 
awesome. It's so funny. That's going to be a funny movie. And I feel like back in the day, Nickelodeon used to have some really good movies. Like they had Harriet the Spy or the Rugrats movie or the second Rugrats movie. Or... Yep. I know there's more that I could probably think of, but those are the only that come to mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> those are some good movies. They had the Hey Arnold movie. The recent the Hey Arnold. Well, the Hey Arnold movie wasn't that good, but they they like finally it. gave us the first one. Uh, nah. I guess I know there were like two, right? One because they they had like a campaign to bring a, a sequel out, right? They finally, yeah, they finally gave us the Jungle movie, yeah. which they had been talking out talking about from the very beginning, where we find out what happened to Arnold's parents, parents and it was yeah. just really sweet, like. It was, it was weird to come back as an adult and watch it because I think I would have definitely appreciated it more as a kid. But as an yeah, adult, yeah. I was still like, "This is great." It reminded me, spoilers for Hey Arnold the Jungle, <laughs> and for Finding Dory because I'm about to compare it to Finding Dory. But it reminded me of Finding Dory where you talk about these long lost parents that have been gone for a really long time. And in my mind, the logical thing is, if your parents have been gone for that for five plus years and never came back for you, they're probably dead. Yeah. But because this is a children's movie, we're going to make it to where they're not dead. And in the Hey Arnold movie in particular, I was like, it doesn't make sense that Arnold's parents weren't dead. But okay. <laughs> but okay. Oh, I thought of another movie. Good Burger. Good Burger, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That You know that's my movie. <laughs> yep, I know. I thought you said your name was that. <laughs> you want to do the whole thing? He <laughs> says, I'm Kurt. I'm Ed. I'm aware. I thought you said your name was Kurt. <laughs> when he pulled out the chair for Karma Electric. Yep, when he pulled out the chair for Carmen Electra and she fell on the floor and he was like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. It's okay, people. Her butt is fine. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good movie. It was a good movie. He's back on his little Nickelodeon tip now, too, hosting stuff, doing all that. Um, And he was hosting some other, like, game show thing. So he's on the street. He got kids he got to take care of. He got one that's grown and then one that's not grown. So he has family. He has to tend to. (laughs) It'd be like that. (laughs) Got to take care of the family. Okay. Are you ready to get to my main topic? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I've been too slow. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I just looked at the time. I was like, oh, dang. We, we've been we've been off topic. <laughs> I guess we got to make up for the fact that we had a not-so-short short episode last week. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So y'all are getting it all now. So while you're cleaning, if you want to sit down and relax, grab your little drinky drink and listen, just, just keep us in your ear. So I wanted to get into... People being inquisitive, but also trying to remain sensitive. So when I went to, so yesterday I went to two different suppliers for my business. And while I was there, one person 
like, walked up right up on me and was like, hi. I was like, hi. And they just, like, asked me a really personal question, and I was like, about business. And I was like, um, <laughs> that's a personal question, but I answered it honestly. Usually I just keep it to myself. So they were they were asking me if the stuff I was getting was for a business. I was in a place where usually people buy the stuff for themselves, but I was getting it to sell. And so I was just like, that's very intrusive. But I just answered. I was like, yeah, it's for a business. And they're like, oh, okay, just asking. I was like, yeah, okay. It was an employee. And I'm like, well, as long as I buy it with my money, it's, it's not your business what I do with it after I buy it. So that was at spot one. At spot two, I had a cashier ringing me up. She was like, oh, do you have kids? This is a lot of this item that you're buying. And I was like, no, I don't have any kids. And she's like, oh, well, are these for, like, back-to-school backpacks or something that you're doing? And I was like, no. (laughs) She was just like, oh, okay. And then I told them they're for my business. I'm going to sell them. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And I just looked at her like, of course like, it's fine. I wasn't asking. <laughs> right. I wasn't asking you one. And two, of course it's fine. I'm paying with my own money. Three, this, my cashier was like, yeah, that's fine, as if I needed her approval. The cashier next to her started glaring me up and down like, you're buying from us to sell it elsewhere at higher prices. Yes. Yes, I am. And <laughs> what are you going to do about mm-hmm. it? Nothing. Because it's what I want to do with it. So I I kind of wanted to go back to the kid thing. So when she said, when she asked me that, I was like, even if you're trying to make small talk, like that can be a really sensitive area for some people if they've lost a kid or if they're trying or maybe they don't want kids. You get what I'm saying? I just felt like that was a really personal thing to go to. Like, oh, are these for all your kids? And I was like, no, because I don't have any kids. <laughs> so it was just weird to me, and I just wondered, I guess I wanted to ask you if you think that me being too sensitive or too aware or maybe just on my toes because she asked me a question I wasn't expecting, or if you, like, agree that that's not really necessarily appropriate. I tend to go to self-checkout so that I don't have to talk to people regardless. This place didn't self-checkout. They didn't have it. I I feel you. Oh yeah. I guess that's mainly just at grocery stores and maybe like Walmart and Target and stuff like yep. that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, when I tend to go to a store, I can't even say I don't make small talk because if a person's wearing a name tag, I will acknowledge them by their name. But I I don't care to tell them anything about what I have going on, and I don't want to know about anything they got going on. Like I'm just here. Like I said earlier, to place a transaction and my personal, even what I'm going to use this for, ain't none of your business. Mm-hmm. Not your business. So I just want to implore you all. It seems like I'm doing a lot of imploring, but I'm, like, taking the <laughs> advice myself as well. Like, be careful, like, how you approach people and what you say to people, especially when you don't know them, even more so when you do know them. But don't try to get all up in the mix of a stranger. Like, it's not appropriate. That's all. In the words of Ashley Banks, back up, back up. Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. business. I'm doing the head tick, too. Mind your business. Mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) Or in the words of um, that young, young little one in her car seat, worry about yourself. Worry Worry about about yourself. Turn around. Worry about yourself. (laughs) Yes. That's all I had to add. <laughs>
Are you ready for this is a safe space? We already did this is a safe space. You know what? You totally right. What I meant to say. Are you ready for the you know, I'm just like, let's just start from the top. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready for underappreciated? Like, yo, before we do the underappreciated award, mm-hmm. I knew there was something I was forgetting. So last week, we posted our 10th episode, and I wanted yes, to commemorate that. <laughs> okay. I wanted to say something, and then it's like, we. I meant to say something before that episode and then I forgot to say something then after it I was like dang I forgot to say something she probably don't even notice but you know I did too. <laughs> I, I had the same situation of remembering and then forgetting and then remembering and I almost forgot today <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so it feels super special to me because the audience doesn't know except for maybe a couple people because we kind of put it in the first episode but we have recorded way more than 10 (laughs) and this one being the 11th 11 episodes but we did not get to post all of them for various reasons and this has just been a long time coming like literally for years us doing this podcast so even though it is a small amount getting to 10 episodes like it still feels very much like a milestone Mm -hmm. that I thought we should acknowledge Yes, I definitely agree with you there. We've been recording on different mediums for different years, and as Mandy said, this is just the time for it to shine now. So I'm very happy and excited to hit the quote-unquote air quotes right now official 10 episodes, this being the 11th, as you said. I'm very proud of both of us for actually dedicating the time, the patience with each other, actually coming up with topics, everything like that goes into this because it's not always easy and it's not, <laughs> you know, something that you just like do up real quick and then keep on about your business. So I yeah. appreciate your efforts and I appreciate our, um, co- what am I trying to say? Like com- not Collective discussion. commitment. Look at you. That's why we can't play taboo together. People be so mad. Hit you with that alliteration, fam. (laughs) I appreciate our collective commitment to this project because I'm having a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it, even like going back and listening to different episodes and saying, oh, I don't remember saying that. Oh, I do agree with that. Oh, that was funny. Oh, she said that? Okay. (laughs) it's, It's been really fun for me. Yeah. Okay, back to the regularly scheduled program. The Underappreciated Awards. (laughs) You want me to go first? Sure. My Underappreciated Award is going to not a person or a place or a thing. It's more of a concept. (laughs) (laughs) Can't deal. I cannot deal. I cannot shuffle. I can't. Um, my underappreciated award is going to pre-ordering items slash pre-paying for tickets hmm. or, or, uh, yeah, just a pre-order prepaid situation. I thoroughly enjoy when I order some food in advance and then I just get to walk up and be like, Hey, is my food ready? <laughs> or... <laughs> Cause I I <laughs> could bypass a line, or when especially 
in the case now, it's been, they did a survey about delivery and how you can't really trust it because these yep. delivery people are eating your food and then handing yep. it to you like they haven't been taking bites. And I'm like, ew, that's gross. Um, also, usually when I pre-order something or do a prepaid situation, I can sometimes find like a cheaper version because in the particularly with tickets, you know, prices go up the closer it gets to the event. Um, it makes it easier for me to plan things in advance. I've been able to do a lot more stuff this summer because I pre-bought tickets to, to events or things like that, and then I just was like, oh, okay, it's such and such a day. I have something to do, and I just show up, and I'm able to do it and have a lot of fun as opposed to thinking on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis, like, oh, what am I going to do today? And then spending a whole bunch of money. Like, I can just show up and I don't have to spend any additional money unless I really want to because I've already paid for my ticket. So it helps with, like, budgeting and stuff like that and just ensuring that I have more fun. So my underappreciated award is going for pre-ordering and prepaid. Nice, nice. I am a fan of ordering delivery. Okay, so I'm a fan of taking like an hour to order food because I'm like, I could just go pick it up, and the but the delivery fee is only four dollars. Sometimes I'm like, it's only four dollars. Sometimes I'm like, the delivery fee is four dollars. So <laughs> and I'm going back and forth, back and forth. But I will say this: there's one incident where I went out with a couple. I was dating somebody at the time, and I went out. We went out with this couple, and um, the lady, she drove for Uber, and we were just, you know, I like to make chat. I think you know this also, Mandy. Like, I like to talk to the drivers. You know, I don't want them to feel like they're chauffeuring, chauffeuring, driving us around <laughs> like Miss Daisy. So, <laughs> so I like to just, you know, make contact and say, hey, how you doing? How long you been doing this? How's your day? All that good stuff. And so we got to talk with her, and she said she also did Uber Eats. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, how's that been going? She was like, it's cool. Tips are good. And she was just being a little too loose. You know how you can talk to customers and still be professional? She was talking to us like she was in our little rat pack. And I was like, mm, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said <laughs> anything to her. She got real comfortable, real comfortable, and one of the guys was like, tell the truth. Do you ever, like, eat any other food? And she was like, you know what, honestly, if it's McDonald's French fries, I do, ha, 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 and started laughing. And everybody in the – I was sitting up front. Everybody in the back was laughing. We were all drunk. I sobered up right then, right there. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you do what, you nasty heathen? You put your nasty little fingers in people's french fries and right then and right there i was like okay well now every time i order food i have to really think about it like is it a place that will steal the box is this like a place where i could just go and pick it up real quick and it'll be hot and i'll feel better and more comfortable and then they have all these i feel like i'm going on tangent i'm about to wrap it up i feel like they have all these stories coming out too you know about the people licking the ice cream the woman who went and peed on the potatoes i'm just like oh my these God. people nowadays are just doing the most so now i'm like if it doesn't have a seal i'm i i don't want it if it's from the store and i know that's creating more plastic waste and we're gonna have to do extra like work to save the seals but i'm gonna need a seal on my stuff because I don't trust these people in these stores and, like, the food delivery people either. Like, <sighs> you're perfectly right. And as you said about the lady peeing on the potatoes, I just remember I put a baked potato in my toaster <laughs> oven, like, four hours ago. <laughs> so I think it's a good, 
I need to go eat that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Four hours ago? It's been at the very Baked least potatoes. four hours. It might have been it's, it's been off, though, right? Like, it's not still baking, right? Oh, yeah. My toaster oven is timed. Okay. <laughs> the kitchen's not going to explode. So you're going to have some little brown tater tots. That's what you're going to have. <laughs> potatoes. That's funny. Yeah, I can see how pre-ordering can be helpful. I and I can see how delivery can also be helpful, and it's, and it's also like too like I might complain about four or five dollar delivery fee, but what it takes to like get in the car, crank up the car, go grab it, like put on clothes, do that whole hullabaloo, mm-hmm. like it's worth five dollars. It's worth five dollars <laughs> to save your gas and stay comfortable. It is. It is. Like especially just don't, if it's like a lot of people, yeah. like we'll deliver. Right. We ain't finna all get in the car for this. <laughs> exactly. Right. So don't do like me and take an hour to come to the same conclusion. Like just just pay the delivery fee. Just do it. Well, I don't know that I I wasn't necessarily advocating for delivery, but. Yeah, we can differ on that opinion. <laughs> well, I'm saying if you're going to deliver. After that story I just told y'all about the woman saying, yeah, I, I dip in the food, I think you need to think about pickups or getting sealed items. I do. But if you're debating, like, should I go pick it up or get delivery, and you know you just want delivery, then, you know, you get to praying, get to spraying, all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you have an underappreciated work? I do, but I didn't choose it myself. Last night Ooh. I had a dream. I had a dream, and it was Kiki Palmer on the couch, and she was being interviewed by somebody. I wasn't interviewing her, and I couldn't see who was interviewing her. There was like no – maybe she was just talking to herself because there wasn't a shadow or a silhouette <laughs> or anything right there. But she was just thanking people for giving her her flowers. And I was just like, you know what? I think I need uh, to. And then I woke up. I was like, okay, well, all right. So I want to get like, <laughs> all right, Kiki Palmer, you'll get the underappreciated award. Dang. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me twice. So Kiki Palmer oh. has been in this entertainment business for like over a decade, I want to say. You might remember her from Aquila and the Bee. You might remember her from Daddy's. Was it Daddy's Little Girl? Nah. One of those That's the McLean sister. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she was in uh, Family Reunion. Family Reunion. You might remember her in um, Love, L-O-V-E, with Tia Mori's husband, <laughs> Corey Hardrick. Brotherly Anywho. Love. Yep, that one, too. Anywho, she's been <laughs> for a long time. You might remember her from her talk show. You might know her from her music. You might know her from True Jackson, Real VP, from Nickelodeon. Like, she's been on Star. She's been just kind of like, everywhere like she's been everywhere and I don't feel like she gets enough recognition not only for her accomplishments but being so young to have accomplished all that she's accomplished at this young age and now from what I'm hearing she's going to be the third co-star for um Strahan and I don't know the other woman's name that morning show (laughs) I'm really excited for her and I just want to give her her flowers and just say I'm proud of her as a woman as a black woman as a young woman as someone who's just in here like doing what she wants to do like she's unapologetic with it she wears what she wants to wear she says what she wants to say says lord says what she wants to say and she just marches to her own drum and i just really 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 am encouraged by that so thank you kiki palmer you get the underappreciated award from me today 
Yeah. Kiki Palmer has, like, such a good, funny energy. She does a lot of stuff with her Instagram. She kept saying, and the gag is. And it's not that that's a new concept, because it definitely isn't. But the way that she just ran with it was just thoroughly entertaining. It's just like, yeah, girl, what is the gag? Tell me every day. <laughs> um, she created, like, little characters that she does yep. with her with her Instagram. That one high sedity woman. The Shady Shirley like, or something, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember her name. But yeah, that's it. Shady Shirley. Like she's just very funny, very entertaining. And it's been good to see her her growth. Because she's one of those kid Actors that, like, I don't want to say went down the wrong path because, you know, explore what you want to explore. Have the experiences that you want to have. But she still found a way to stay grounded and kind of healthy as she transitioned into adulthood and really maintain her career, try new things, explore new things. Like, she's just been a really good person. Some people try to play her now, but it's like – she doesn't have to go down the path that you want her to. She's still found a way to explore the things that she wants, like I say, and still have a good character. And that's what I value. Like, she doesn't have to become the richest person in the world. She doesn't have to settle down, get married, have kids. She doesn't have to do, check off all of the things that people her age do or people expect her to do. But she's, like, really thinking about what steps are important to her, what things she wants to try, and really making efforts to do those things. And that's what I find to be admirable. She's like, I'm still a person that's going to make mistakes, but I'm going to try. And she's cute when she does it. She's always doing little stuff with her hair and putting on cute clothes. I like her. Yeah. So, thank you, Kiki Palmer, for being yourself. I think this concludes the pod for today. All righty. Mandy. Yeah, Mandy. what's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell the people where they can find us? Sure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MNO Podcast. You can send us your questions and comments at Mandy and Ollie at gmail.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast so that you can know whenever we drop a new episode. As was put on our social media this week, we drop a new episode every week. Every when? week. Early. We don't really know when it's going to be, but it's going to be every week. <laughs> every week. So if we drop one Monday, you might not get the next one until Sunday. It's still every week. <laughs> it's still every week. <laughs> So, yes, I've seen a lot of engagement from you all regarding likes, and I appreciate that. We appreciate that. So if you also want to slide into, like, our DMs and give us feedback or leave a comment, that would be great as well. Yeah, that would be really, really good. I feel like we're begging for compliments, but, you know, I'll beg. Please, please. compliments, just (laughs) criticisms. Compliments, criticism. Anything, yeah. everything. Suggestions. Maybe something that you want to hear, something that we haven't explored yet, even though I feel like we've explored a lot already. Yeah, yeah. if you feel like there's someone that deserves the underappreciated award, let us know so that we can shout them out 
on the podcast. If or you feel like they, why they don't deserve it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you already go right on the parade. You already like, nah, they not, nah. I mean, <laughs> they someone calls and says, like, John Doe deserves it. And I'm like, well, John Doe, like, peed on some potatoes. I'm be like, uh-uh. <laughs> so, but did John Doe do anything good besides peeing on the potatoes? I mean, pot- the peeing on the potatoes just kind of overshadows all the good, if you ask me. Fair. Fair. Like, he saved the seals, but he peed on potatoes. But he was out here <laughs> peeing on potatoes. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and sign off. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, your Bye. body make a freaking. Bye. And you take advantage of it every weekend. Every weekend. I heard some things. I heard some things, but I can't complain. Cause I stuck to you and I asked your name. Yeah, I came with game. Tell me your name. She said, Roxanne. Then you look so familiar. Yeah, you look so familiar. Don't I know you from back when? Yeah, way, way back when.